Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. That, that time is was right. a little secret. Yeah, it was like, oh, like a little uh, little Easter egg of oh. key information. Keister egg. Nope. <laughs> never mind. Nope. I take it back. Uh, take it back. That's nothing. I mean, it is something, but we, we can't let it be something. That's right. MCU branded. No, we have a guest, Colin. I'm just excited. Oh. The thing is that I'm sort of like giddy with excitement, also sugar. Same. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the guest is Az, if you can What's believe up? it. What's up? Hi, Az. I, I can believe it somehow. It might be because I'm looking right at them. <laughs> thought you might be able to <laughs> i i really hope that my microphone just picked up me loudly slurping on this burger i mean king soda. we heard it in zoom yeah. good okay <laughs> can i ask you a question is the reason you went to burger king because burger king has spent probably what i think is eight billion dollars putting the whopper 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 it's a whopper 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 commercial on everything like on every social media platform and on every tv station uh, at every break, I don't you know, know what what's really funny is I have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, about. have you? Do, are you serious? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they have these this commercial. It's two of them, uh-huh. uh, and I'll be very quick because I do not want this to be a tangent. You're the I don't lyrics in their entirety. No, but like no, no. But it, I will say, literally, the first one is pretty much just Whopper, 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 Whopper. I think mm-hmm. they might do the ingredients after that, but then they go back to Whopper, and uh-huh. it's like a guy singing like kind of out of tune. It's really weird. Then they do a second commercial, which is the same song. But it's for their chicken sandwich. Mm. So he's like, I, I think he just goes like, chicken sandwich, chicken sandwich. Or maybe it's mozzarella chicken sandwich. And it's just like, it's mm. it's every commercial Yeah, my, fa- my favorite part of that one is when they go, reconstituted meat slurry and extra chicken skin for its binding properties. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that was a really weird uh, addition. But I was like, hey, yeah. at least they're being honest about it, you know? You know there's yeah, the, the TikTok trend of uh, where uh, Kendrick Lamar, like, Sub like annotates the the guest vocals on his he's like uh so and so is a big proponent of such and such and such and such I like the I like mm. the idea of like Kendrick Lamar annotating like the <laughs> actual ingredients of a... <laughs> yeah maybe that's why I was like at BK have it your way as long as you're oh. a proponent of chicken that has this kind of thing and then also cheese Wait. that uses this thing you did the BK have it. I have heard that before yeah. Like yeah. that's how the song ends every time, and it's just—I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I went to BK because they got new chicken sandwiches now. So the ch- like new I, chicken sandwiches, or no, like different kinds of chicken sandwiches. But we'll save this for—I'm gonna did do you, a video. Is this for the Did you go in your McRib shirt? I did actually go in my McRib yeah, shirt. Really funny. Yes, because because um, fuck you, Burger King for yep, for sure, yeah, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> uh, so okay, let's get into it. Uh, yes, because let's... I've distracted us enough. So I just before we do the synopsis, I I do want to say that uh, this is a wild episode uh, to record because we've recorded the two subsequent episodes after this mm-hmm. already, and when you listen to those, having listened to this one, I want you to laugh along with us as we listen to them because of the <laughs> things we forgot that right. happened in this one. <laughs> what that we quote forgot, right? Know. Well, like there's because a character that we're going to meet in this episode that we don't Avengers Ensemble until next episode. Right. It's going to be fun. Because we're like, I don't remember seeing him at all. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It's because we like, at best me. scrubbed through it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, hi, it's me, my full government name and address, <laughs> exactly. like doxing his own self in 1947. Yeah, exactly. All right. But here we go. This is, uh, you're going to start, you got two episodes to, to work among. Uh, you're going to start with season two, episode nine of Agent Carter, starting at 2144, and you take it on through the end of the episode. And then, if you, you know, when you get to the end, you're going to want to go straight into the next episode, which is season two, episode 10. Uh, there is a bit of a kind of a recap sort of deal. Um, at the beginning, it's like 60 seconds or like whatever. Um, so you can skip to 138, which is where new stuff starts to happen. Uh, and, You'll see in the synopsis sort of where that happens. And I forgot there was that little fun little like time is weird. This is happening at the same time as that. If only we yeah. had two TVs at the same time sort of deal uh, in this episode. 
But here is what happens. And I did make this as concise as possible, I think. I, I think. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Manfredi takes Frost to the waste management facility he owns. The Isodyne equipment has been moved there. Also moved there, Jason Wilkes strapped to a table, his head big as ever. She sticks a huge fucking needle into his chest to attempt to extract the zero matter. Over he at the have SSR a big office. Head. I'm sorry. It just feels like you're d- dunking on him so hard. And like it's it's so true. Right but after I wrote so that funny. note, I was like, every shot that was after that note, I was like, his head's not that big. <laughs> it just looks like, really big in that shot. I feel like yeah. they changed it after that somehow. Yeah. I feel like maybe the heard CGI like budget. A, yeah. The they got like a got slashed. They had a Captain America body double, but for his head, <laughs> mm-hmm. just the whole man. Um, okay, uh, over at the SSR office, Peggy Carter storms in, walks into Masters' office, and decks him. And then she starts beating the shit out of him, demanding to know where Susa and Thompson, and she was probably just about to say Samberly for sure, are. When the aforementioned Susa and Thompson rush in to pull her off of Masters. They explain that he's an integral part of the operation, and then with their eyes they say, hey, be cool, there's a plan. And then they tell her the plan about the second Gamma Cannon. Period. I forgot to erase that part from when I realized they didn't tell her that part of the plan. She is unimpressed. She says that she doesn't trust Masters not to kill them as soon as Frost is taken care of, but Masters and Sousa explain that they all have dirt on each other, so they're in a stalemate. Sousa says, our job is to protect people. If that means using Vernon to take down a lady who kills people using black space goop, that's what's got to happen. Peggy reluctantly agrees to these terms, so they start to plan. Planning was huge in the 1940s. Samberly estimates that he needs at least an hour to finish up repairing the gamma cannon, and Masters says that Frost wanted it, wanted it over an hour ago. If they're going to buy more time, that's the kind of thing that needs to be done in person. Jack volunteers. Meanwhile, back at the dump, Wilkes is still getting extracted. Well, the needle is still in there, but no zero matter is coming out. Joseph recommends giving Wilkes a break so that his heart doesn't give out before they get the zero matter. Frost reluctantly agrees. Uh, then she sort of chastises Wilkes and says, "You, you could give me the zero matter if you wanted the ma- zero matter if you wanted." And Wilkes says, "It will kill you." And Whitney says, "Let me be the judge of that," which doesn't make any sense. But we'll get back to that. Ah. <laughs> uh... A goon, who surely doesn't have a name or an interesting plot service, tells Frost that one of Masters' boys is here to see her. It's Jack. He flirts with Frost and deliberately goads Manfredi. It's pretty skillful. Manfredi leaves in a huff. Jack appears to put all his cards on the table by telling Frost that Vernon Masters intends to use the gamma cannon on her. He is telling her this, he says, because he wants a seat on the council. Neither Carter nor Masters trust Thompson due to the fact that he made it back from the dump alive. But the Gamma Cannon is ready, and all it needs is the Gamma Core to be put into it. Vernon is going to deliver it. Everything's going to all sorts of plans. Sousa and Carter get in the car to be back up, but someone has cut the fuel line and the radios aren't working. They conclude that Vernon has betrayed them. They interrupt Samberly lying about confronting Masters to demand his keys, and he tells them about the actual plan to turn the Gamma Cannon into a bomb. This just necessitated me changing a bunch of my notes because I thought we already knew that this was the plan. To blow, everything, to blow up everyone all at once, including Wilkes. They task Samberly with making an EM jammer as fast as possible to prevent the remote trigger from working. EM stands for electro... No. Never mind. I thought it was going to be cool, and then I don't think it was correct. Anyways, cut that. You don't have to cut that. You can cut that. Whatever. Moving on. Jarvis is being all weird and evasive with Anna, and she calls him on it. He tells her what the situation is, and she tells him he has to go help. Then she asks him what else he's been keeping from her. The camera pulls back as he silently tells her the tragic news. Sousa and Samberly and Carter see that the gamma cannon is being unloaded. Carter begins to go retrieve Wilkes, but Sousa says they should wait for Samberly to activate the jammer. Samberly says that it's not working. They argue just they argue for just long enough for Carter to go ahead with her plan anyway. Masters and Thompson are showing Frost how the cannon works. But she's on to Masters' betrayal, so everyone is cat-and-mousing each other all over the place. Carter takes out the two goons in her way to get to Wilkes, but he tells her to get out because he's dangerous. Back in the cannon room, all of the cats pounce on all of the mice at the same time. Whitney reveals she knows Vernon's plan, just as Vernon was about to execute the plan, and then Thompson reveals, with his gun trained on Vernon, that he has betrayed Vernon. 
Jason tricks Peggy into walking through the door to the inner part of the dump first, and so he closes and locks it behind her, with him still inside, saying he's ready for this all to be over. Jason walks back to where he was, but his skin is beginning to crack like Whitney's face. Outside, Samberly tells an ungrateful Sousa that he has fixed the jammer. Sousa wonders where Peggy is. Masters is on his knees, still trying to be the tough guy and get control of the situation, but Jack isn't budging. He leaves Whitney to eat Masters as he casually saunters out of the dump, and then hightails it to a safe distance before going to blow up the Gamma Core. But the detonator doesn't work. So he hustles on over to Sousa and Samberly, and they have a debate about killing three people, because henchmen and goons don't count as people. He tells Samberly at gunpoint to turn off the jammer, and Samberly obeys almost immediately. (laughs) Then Peggy pulls her gun on Thompson. Inside, Whitney is choking Masters, beginning to eat him, but then Vernon, looking very Palpatinian, starts laughing because he realizes that the thing is a bomb. She begins to run, but then Wilkes shambles in. He's looking bad, then he zero matter explodes. And that's the end of the episode, but then we go into the next episode because, holy crap, he just exploded. Oh, my God. So at the same time as that stuff inside is happening, Thompson says that he thinks Carter is bluffing about threatening to shoot him. She assures him, cocking the gun, that, he, that she is very serious. He resolves, with fear in his eyes, to detonate it anyway. Suddenly, they are knocked back by a shockwave. Thompson insists he didn't press the button, and we, the audience, know that he's telling the, tr- telling the truth because Wilkes just zero matter exploded. They all go in to investigate in an eerie green glow, and they note that there's zero matter everywhere. Thompson comments, pointedly, that the Gamma Core is intact and in pretty good shape, too. Hey, Jason's alive! He's ZM-free! Then the zero matter starts to coalesce, and it all heads towards Whitney Frost, who absorbs it all through her palms. Thompson trains his gun on her, but Peggy tells him that bullets don't work. They need to run. They make it outside, but the car and Samberly are nowhere to be found. Just then, Frost bursts through the doors. She tells them that it's pointless to run. She knows where they're going, and it's only a matter of time before she finds them. She scoffs that they honestly thought that, and then Jarvis, with Stark in the back seat, hits her with a car. Jarvis, you just hit a woman with my car. I know, sir. She's a two-time Oscar nominee. Miss Frost is quite resilient. She's fine. Trust me. Because I fucking shot her before, and she didn't do anything. Then Samberly shows up, presumably with the same plan, but he got lost. Jarvis hurries everyone into the two cars, and they race off, leaving behind Whitney Frost, who gets up unscathed with murder in her eyes. Back at the SSR, Sousa escorts Agent Harper, who we've heard of, to the holding cells. (laughs) Thompson says that Agent Vega is spilling every secret he knows, completely unprovoked. Stark confirms that his blood is clean of zero matter, as Jason recounts his experience with blowing up. Then he says that Whitney Frost will bring the zero matter to our world if she has her way. And that's what happens in this clip of the yeah. show Agent Carter brought mm-hmm. to you by ABC. By, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was really looking forward to what that sponsor was going to be. But you were just going to say the uh, facility that brought ABC, that, where sense. you can buy alcoholic beverages in Virginia. In Virginia. Yeah, so true. Yeah. yeah. ABC stores. Mm. <clears throat> so, a lot of stuff. Yeah, A lot of planning, a lot of stuff happening with planning, plans on plans and plans about plans. As? Yeah, what's up? You've told me and us that you've taken lots of notes. Is it your plan right now to tell us some of those notes or are you going to betray us by not doing that? My nefarious plan to tell you some of my notes now, but I, unlike (laughs) any other villain, I won't tell you all of it so that you don't stop me. Perfect, mm, perfect. I see. Um, so um, before anything else, I uh, I mentioned this to James while you were muted before, Colin. I, I, just, I heard you. I still had headphones. Yes, yeah. We pretended I, like I, you couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, did, okay. I didn't realize you could hear me until later, but you were just mm. muted. Anyway, uh, I, I have to mention Calvin Chadwick. I have to mention mm-hmm. Calvin Chadwick, even though he's not in this episode. He's been dead um, because he gets a my, my spreadsheet. <laughs> Yay! Um, my my real ass name is Calvin, and so the first time they introduced Calvin Chadwick, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's me." And then they were like, "He's a corrupt politician," and I was like, "Mm hmm, mm hmm." Um, and it's <laughs> it's it's just funny to me that not once but twice they've made a villain in the MCU named Calvin, and that's all I have to say about that. And we'll learn about the other one eventually. Sure. Right. This is the first time I'm on this season. 
Um, yep. So I, 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 Whitney Frost is a great villain. I love her. She's a great mm-hmm. actress too. Like the actress who plays her and in Absolutely. the Whatever. MCU, she's great. Um, I just, I love her character. She was my favorite in yep. season two. And I found myself Absolutely. rooting for her sometimes, even though like she was bad oh, all the sure. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. love Whitney Frost. Great character arc. Um, She's a, a, a STEM uh, a STEM involved woman who keeps getting uh, men telling her to stop do stop doing that and be yeah. be pretty. Shut I'm up and be steminist. pretty. STEMist. <laughs> STEM CU. STEM CU. Uh, well, okay. Okay. I mean, like that's. I think you know what STEM CU would be, or rather, it would just they would it would be a STEM CU show. Would uh-huh. be all of your science bros in one episode. Well, sorry, right. I guess it's not just bros to be very clear. But I mean, like, I was thinking in my head when uh, science Stark rose, literally goes which is science like bros. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he he high fives Hulk. Well, not Hulk. Sorry, Banner in a mm-hmm. comic and goes yeah. science bros, and Banner's like, I, he's like, you know, I could just turn. <laughs> like, it's and like Banner's you, like, bruh. Yeah, no, oh God, don't get me started on that. That was one of the most infuriating things, I think, in the MCU. It is so painful. Colin's like, you know, I could just turn. Yeah, pretty much. But like, it was, it's just so funny. Like, the way he's like, you know, that makes me so mad. Like, I, I right. could have just in an instant. But anyway, so yeah, uh, I think that would be a cool show, though. I would love MCU to watch. MCU is basically like, Wakanda forever. I mean, that's fair. That's very fair. I would love to see like Ironheart. The Shuri Black Panther, Reed Richards. I, I mm. guess it would be like a what if situation because you'd have to bring back Howard Stark. I'm not. Well, oh yeah, Howard Stark and Tony Stark. You bring back actually. Howard and not Tony. Yeah. yeah. Oh, could you imagine? People in in the fan base would be like, "What if continues to hate Tony Stark's legacy?" Right? Because you bring I, back both Howard Starks and no Tony. Yeah, it would be so funny. Uh, and then you know Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you bring back. Uh, I almost said uh, her actual name instead of uh, Marcy. Marcy. I almost said I almost said her actual name, like yeah, the actress's yeah. name instead yeah. of yeah. the character name, which was very fun. Right. Um, who else would you bring into that? Uh, Banner, sorry, duh. Uh, Korg. Sure. Cor- okay. Hmm. Is that because he's a rock? So he's, <laughs> he's biologically. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's geology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he knows stuff. Go. He he told the entire story of the last Thor movie, so he's a That's history true. teacher. Story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Whitney Frost redeemed. That's all I have oh, to say. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, to to Virus. No, Samberly's not invited. Samberly is there, and he goes, they just all forgot that he gets the invite, and they keep going, how are you here? And he goes, you invited me. Like, yeah. It's just, he's mad. And again, it's people going, and who are you again? I just, mm-hmm. I don't, he's like, unbelievable. <laughs> you know, uh, very funny. Well, uh, since we're talking about Samberly, let me jump around in my uh-huh. notes a little bit. Sure. Um, I love to hate him. I love him and mm-hmm. I hate him mm-hmm. and I love to hate him. Um, the, the, I wrote down a quote, an actual quote from the, uh, the first section that that i watched today um from susa samberly i'm gonna kill you someday and then he goes get in line chief yeah great line and then in the next episode one of the first things that thompson says is uh is no offense susa but i'm gonna kill samberly (laughs) it's very good um He's. I know you've talked about him. He's. He's such a weird character this season, but I yep. love that about him. Yeah. And it, fucking his name's Aloysius. Like what? Mm-hmm. What ridiculous? Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I have to say about Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> a, a wild swing of a character in the midst of this. Yeah, this very serious season where he's yeah. just a joke. Right. Um, someone who I don't know if you've talked, I'm sure you have, but it hasn't been published yet. Um, Joseph Manfredi, is he mm. an established MCU character or uh, like Marvel comics character? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. I didn't know if he, that this was the thing that I didn't research for this. I didn't know if he was a character for this or if he was a real guy, not a real guy, but you know what I mean? <laughs> 
when he's talking to Jack, he gets this fucking crazy look in his eye that he gets a couple other times this season, and that's yeah. also really good acting that I just yes. needed to call out. Yes. Um, he looks like he will straight up kill a man. And so, yeah. well cast, well cast character. Ken, Ken Marino him. is the funniest, but best, like, he, they, he, I've seen him in, in at least two other things where he's basically a sleazeball that mm-hmm. you like, and also he will stab you in the back and i don't mean figuratively like yeah you're like i like this guy except i don't walk out of the room uh with my back to him because i don't know what's gonna happen yeah. and oh, you don't hold sure. the door open for him because he's not you a woman. do not hold the door he says that in the episode Correct. yes 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 um yeah. <laughs> uh here's a, a crazy thought i just had um manfredi is a literary foil to samberly Because he's, they're, they're both smart about things, but in different ways. And they're he's, both. He is very street smarts. They're both comic relief characters, but in very different ways. Because Manfredi can also play it as a villain, like just a straight up villain, but he has his funny moments. They also right. both are like kind of in love. Well, not kind of. They're definitely both like in love with a strong woman as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who definitely doesn't feel exactly the same way back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Whether it be like because actually, of a, well, a jaded think, nature of Rose, I do or think Whitney definitely black goop does. That, that's a rare, not a rare thing, but like that was something that I noticed about this episode. I don't remember if it's in. I think it's in episode nine, the episode nine section. Right. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting thing, which is like we've talked before. I think actually maybe in the upcoming episodes, technically, about how uh, Man Freddy is actually kind of a good boyfriend, like genuinely. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like, for he's sure. actually really, you know, good about these things. But mm-hmm. what I also think is that like there are brief moments where she kind of stops listening to the zero matter and is like fully just Whitney Frost for a moment. Right. And when she actually like sees him, right? And right. is like actually listening, you can see that she does actually have emotion and care for him. Like mm-hmm. I understand that they kind of first got involved with him because they had had past connections and stuff like that. But like, I have always had the feeling of like, she got with Chadwick because it was going to progress her career her, forward. Her and that's own, kind yeah. of what she needed. Yeah. You know, like for her own sinister things. Mm-hmm. But like, at the end of the day, I think she, I think never stopped loving him because like, yeah, she, I, I mean, the, the, the moments where she's like not actually thinking about zero matter and like science and is actually like present in their relationship, you're kind of like, man, if you just like weren't hell bent on destroying everything, you could probably A, be a great couple, and then B, you could actually do so much good in this world. Do, yeah, like, power couple right there. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. But she mm-hmm. was like using her powers for evil, you know? And yeah. Like, and it's not her own fault for right. some part of it. Yeah, I, w- I would call that like a 70 30, maybe. Yeah, yep. Um, I In had favor of, matter, of course. Yeah, I had a segue that I was going to do, but I forgot Oops. what it was. Um, so I'm just gonna move on to the next thing I have written down, which is the big needle scared me, and I didn't like it. it was Same. Icky. Yeah. It was icky. I'll tell you. If the you don't like needles, the most, skip yeah. past a certain point of this episode. You'll see it coming. They telegraph it pretty well. I yeah. I'm not sure if there's anything in this world that scares me more than needles. And uh, anytime someone does a thing where there's like, especially like a giant needle and it's usually like to the chest, right? Anytime they do that, like big, like I'm leaning up to just puncture, it makes my stomach turn. The Mm. amount of times where I've like felt ill watching stuff Mm. like that Uh, in one of the saw movies, they have a scene where they throw someone into a pit of, the first uh one. no it's it's in the one where they're all in a house uh it's 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 like oh, a, oh, all like oh, past okay. convicts i think it's like three or four maybe yeah um and they pick up this Getting girl and Wikipedia they throw her into up. like a pit of like used needle i actively thought i was going to pass out when i saw that like i'm not even a big horror fan but like again you know way back in the day you know all 
friends were like yeah. we should do a marathon i was like okay i guess like and i was like i could stomach most of it just some of it i kind of had to look away that was one where i was like trying to walk out of the building because i needed fresh air and i almost did not make it i was like i looked yeah. like i'd seen a ghost it was uh, i've truly i've proudly never <laughs> seen any of those movies I I will always I will make the point that <laughs> yeah. Saw the first one is Genuinely really good and movie. could make a very decent one act play like yeah you could you could do huh. it on stage it it's, I agree with interesting that. it's a two scene three scene maybe mm-hmm. like you know partition cut the stage in, <laughs> into three bits mm-hmm. um and you'd be fine like it's it's a it's a really good like simple sort of indie movie and then someone it heard really, the wrong thing about it and yeah. made seven more. <laughs> yeah, that was what was crazy to me. Because, like, genuine, like, again, I'm not a horror fan, but, like, that was more, like, thriller, it's psychological, a thriller. Yep. you yep. know, in that first one. There's only one truly, like, awful scene in that whole movie, I think. Okay. Near the end. Okay. Um, but, like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm misremembering I, some stuff, but... It was definitely one that I came into like, oh, okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, okay. same. And I was oh, like, I mean, okay. it's so well written. Like the actual mystery and like puzzle aspect of it. I was like, oh shit, multiple times in that movie. Yeah, and then the fact that they were like, what if we kept doing this? And I was like, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. And they proved me correct. <laughs> okay, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway. Um, I'll, I'll allow tangents. it. <laughs> Needles. It's big and yeah. it was bad. Yeah, it was a bad one. And they um, left it in for so long. They what, did. What were they pulling out if not zero matter is my question. Air? It had to have been. Because like, I don't think that the Water? zero matter in him would have allowed anything to come out. Because the, the also the wound immediately healed itself. When right. The, that's, yeah, that's... Well, they had like a vacuum suction going. Like they had yeah. like... Because they're trying to pull it like, out. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing. I think it's not pulling out anything... But then because it's also like kind of like, I don't know what the word for it is, but it's like creating a barrier within his body, like shifting within him. I think the painful part of it for him isn't so much of the needle so much as it is just like zero matter moving within him where there shouldn't be things and like creating a barrier. What if he got shriveled up like a little raisin because they took Hmm. all the air out of him? And it was like (laughs) the inverse of that one scene in Space Jam where they inflated Wayne. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Raisin Wilkes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That was good. (laughs) That got me. (laughs) Um, uh, Before we move on, can I just say, like, because it's an audio aspect, I want to paint a very fast picture about that one. I had a face of just like, I mean, it's good, but like, oh, come on. Like a little bit of like that James and his wordplay, right? Kind of not exactly a rolling of the eyes, but like it's almost there, right? But like still like smiling and like, like, oh, James, you've done it again, right? James, like just so proud, so proud. As Uh, you should Not doing that like, you know, hand in hand, like shaking uh, over your shoulder, like, yes, yes, like a champion. It's implied. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> humble. Uh, and then as just really laughing hard. You heard right? that. You part, heard it, yeah. but like you can yeah. like picture someone just like truly laughing so hard that like almost like eyes closed, kind of laughing. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, they were closed. I'm, we got I, there. Oh, were they? Okay. I'm I so was, humble. Like, I, I pantomime making a phone call just to show how down to earth I am. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, by the way? Was that like you know, you something taking... to do with my hands? Sort of like. Oh. A... <laughs> Was that like Golf a yes? I will swing, come right like for a, your show, or yeah, like oh hello, no, I will accept the award for yes, Mr. Show. President. I did just make the best joke of the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. All right. Um, yes, moving. I wrote. Oh, moving on. Congrats, Peggy. I have wanted to punch Vernon since the first time I saw him. So good yep. on you. Yeah. Um, I wrote Jack Thompson playing both sides of this is so Jack Thompson. And also at the same time I took that note, I uh, realized that the red tie he's wearing this episode is fucking huge. It's gigantic. <laughs> it makes him look like a little boy in, in like a, a, a <laughs> church suit, you know, like he's he's in his Sunday best. Sometimes it feels like he's cosplaying the attire of the day. Like he's yeah. already like, <laughs> like yeah, he, has, feels... he has put his hat down low. 
And it's yeah. like, you're, you're in the time. This is the time. <laughs> he's, he's, he's wearing period accurate clothing, but he's doing it in a cosplay way. <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite things about this time, this era, is the mm, pants yeah. that are so high and the yeah. short, short ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what I love is, is that, like, we as a society said, it doesn't matter how high your pants are. The goal is to have the tip of the tie basically touching the waistband. Right. Yeah. So if your pants are basically halfway up your torso, then the tie still reflects that. But if you put it actually at your waist, then the tie once again reflects that. The tie should yeah. say, see just below where the point of this tie is? It's my <laughs> pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Have you seen my pants? <laughs> speaking of attire, we we got some good suspenders moments from Thompson in this mm, episode. Yeah. There was there was some big arms on the hips with your jacket wide open yeah. mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. Once again, I, he looked like he was just cosplaying. Like, it, it, I think we're in the right area for me to say this. I hate the way he holds a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's never accurate. He, yeah, he he, he, he holds he, it with like the limpest little hand. He like and like right next to him, like they've yeah. just given him a gun mm-hmm. and he didn't realize he was going to be having one, so he has to hold it like, like if he had a holster and yeah. he was shooting from the hip. Yeah, it would make sense, but he doesn't. He does have he a isn't. holster too. Like well, he, he he goes and puts the gun away. Like he has yeah. a he has like a, a a sidearm holster, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but like he's down at his like I don't know. I just hate it. Anyways. He holds it so weird, and he also yeah. like he it's lazily gestures with it. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it's not gun safety for sure. No, yeah. not at all. Now Peggy was yeah. yes, Peggy's Excellent. great. So the next thing that I have written, uh, I I did a little research for this episode, guys. I I did my homework. Um, In the scene where Jack has just come back from talking to Whitney about his plan and everything. Oh, did I take this from you? Are we going to talk about Zakola? No, I was going to talk about... Okay, cool. Wow. Um, This is such an interesting flip of the script for me. Yeah. I would expect that interaction to happen the opposite way. (laughs) That was... Interesting. Um, okay. I okay. so the scene where where Vernon's like, oh, I'll do the honors. Let's get going. Whatever. And they all hop into that truck. I was like, this is the coolest truck of all time, <laughs> and they've been using it all season. It has like yeah. a weird curved back, and like the doors slide. Uh, it is a 1941 Han step van, and I got that from the Internet Car Database. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah, that's right. This is their second mention, I think. Maybe third. At the very least, third mm-hmm. or fourth, I would imagine. Yeah, because I, I took that note and I was like, wait a minute, I have a tool to research this. So yeah. it's the Han Step Truck from 1941. H A H N or H A N? Yeah. Mm-hmm. H A H N? Catherine Han. That means, Han means chicken. <laughs> chicken step, step van. Yeah. I, I, I guess can't they imagine a more appropriate thing for you to bring to this show. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Hey, I didn't even know, but there we are. Um, so that was the first little bit of research I did. Um, Excellent. The other thing I researched was there's a, a part in the second episode's clip where uh, Sousa is making an, a 1940s radio reference. Did you? This is the this is my other piece of research. You can hit it. Cool. Uh, he he talks about the sixty four dollar question. Yeah, and it's inaccurate. It's accurate. Oh, okay. It it wasn't the name of the show, but it was the catchphrase of the other show. Okay, all right. So it, it's the sixty four thousand dollar question was so, largely inspired by. Well, the it's called Wikipedia called it the sixty four thousand dollar question. There's a sixty four thousand dollar question in the seventies, eighties, nineties. Yes. Yeah. Take it or leave it is is the. Uh... It was inspired by the earlier CBS and NBC radio program Take It or Leave It, which ran yeah. on CBS Radio from forty to forty seven, then on NBC from forty seven to fifty two. After nineteen fifty, the show was renamed the Sixty Four Dollar Question. So I guess yeah. I didn't know that it was the catchphrase. Yeah. So that's why I thought it was inaccurate. Well, it, it wasn't was like, like he's the catchphrase early. actually was. You'll be sorry. That was the catchphrase, but the okay. Sixty Four Dollar Question was the last round of the. It's like calling who wants to be a millionaire. The million, million, dollar, million dollar question. question. Yeah. yeah. Or final yeah. answer? Question mark? Like sort of. Mm, mm-hmm. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. And take it or leave it became a, a more popular used phrase because of that too. So. All right. 
Can I be yeah, real so, though? I think Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is a long name. Final answer, as like with a question mark in it. I think that's a pretty great name, actually. It's snappy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Final I, answer. Ooh. I also okay. had. Uh, they made a 1944 movie called Take It or Leave It about a man who needs a thousand dollars to pay his wife's obstetrician. That's the end of the plot uh, setup. I don't know why he needs to pay the. I mean, like, I have ideas, but like, okay, okay. He is when he is chosen as a contestant on the radio quiz show. Take it or leave it. The prize money is increased beyond the usual sixty-four dollars, presumably to a thousand dollars that he needs to pay the wife's obstetrician. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. So, uh, take it or leave it. When an obstetrician is involved, is can you imagine uh, (laughs) medical stuff only costing a thousand dollars today? Yeah. That's no. No, uh, I can't, I can't I imagine that. I just hold on a thousand. Would cover maybe five minutes in the hospital. That's uh, the, they don't. They don't sixteen thousand eight hundred sixty-three dollars today. Oh God. boy. Oh. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Ass, great catch. Great. Yeah, catch. I. I. It was a catch because he said it, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, dude?" The 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 six the 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 fact that it doesn't have thousand at the end of it. I'm like. Did we reverse and anachronize it? Like, yeah, sixty-four. That's what question. caused me the confusion, thinking yeah. it's inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting reference, nineteen forties mm-hmm. radio reference. The the uh, the radio show would have gone off the air the next week after this episode, like after these episodes <laughs> takes place, and oh, then no. the week after that it becomes a TV show. So like. Interesting. Sousa, big fa- when Thompson's big, at the movies watching Rita Sousa, Hayworth or yeah. the Three Stooges. Yeah, Sousa's at home listening to his radio and making his order for his TV so he doesn't miss his favorite program. Take it or leave mm-hmm. it. Right. This is wow. a good head cannon. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Violet was like, "Please, please, God, please, no, not again." <laughs> well, Sousa, she's not complaining about it now. No, she's Sousa not. would be a good Jeopardy fan. <laughs> I think. I think so too. He has a lot yeah. of questions. What else do I have? Let's see. Whitney totally had the chance to kill all four of them after the zero matter explosion, but she just had to do a villain walk. Right. And that's the Correct. whole reason that why they're not dead. Um, I, think I just like pointing that out when too. it happens. I, I oh, agree yeah, with that as well. She did have say, black, blackened eyes. She had the she had like the the zero matter, the goo eyes, if you will. I also yeah. think that this is a matter of like so when she used the ability like from far away when she's in the office not the office but you know like whatever you would call that like the, the, uh, the, the antechamber for the arena club yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when they're when they're in that like secret conference room right yeah and she's like for the first time ever right and just like hits them from the ground right that is also with like the amount of zero matter that she had in her to begin with and like spending time with it i think um <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for that, those listening yeah, no, along, no, no. We'll, we'll, I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> the only thing, though, that I think happens here, though, is also a matter of like when you are any kind of superhero or supervillain, a lot of the times when they first get a new set of power, yeah. whether it's like amping it up or maybe a brand new power, they usually don't know how to control it immediately. They got to take so, a second. Yeah. Right. So I also yeah. feel like her kind of stumbling out there isn't even, because that's the other thing is I think she has also been like shocked to her system there. You know? Sure. Like, yeah. Her, her getting out there, I think, and because the way she's moving around is not like a, I am in control right, right. now. No, yeah. Right? Like, she is a shambling husk at this point. Right. Like, I'm not yeah. 100% sure that like she could have necessarily in that moment taken them out. I think it still would have taken a second. Well, and when I, I think, say a second, I mean, you know, like right. a minute there. I think to... that she also was like, what are they going to do? Like yeah. running away doesn't, whatever. And yeah. I'm not doing this for the joke. I thought of this and then thought of the joke. So I think it's a hubris thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. James, okay. So, so now, uh, now we it's can definitely say a hubris it. thing. So that's uh, that's where I am at with that. So while I was saying that last bit, the thing that made me pause and wait a second was um, James has put into our uh, Zoom chat the following messages. I've only goo eyes for you, right? You know, and then I've only got eyes for goo. Uh, very good second take. Um, yep. Both of them work, I think. 
Um, okay, the last one. That's the that's the works. band that's saying I've only got ice cream. Okay, gotcha. So the flamingos. No, okay. um, and then also when you said the hubris thing, James did write gubris. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm you did the. Accused of gubris. I'm glad that I'm you goober. did the flamingos because I was gonna hit you with a what's one more. But you did it already, so yeah, yeah. And we, we. I don't know if you. It is the flamingos. I was. I. I second guessed myself, but I shouldn't have. Something that we haven't quite mentioned yet is the the little Anna and Jarvis moment. Yeah, uh, we mentioned it in the summary, but this is like my favorite scene of them. Yep. Um. I tweeted, and Colin responded to it. And I think you liked it, James. That uh, I, I did. Anna, Anna and Edwin Jarvis are my favorite couple in the MCU without a doubt. Correct. Um, I adore them. They are so sweet and good for each other and there will never, nobody will ever do it quite like them. Yep. As messaged me once on like a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Being like, what the fuck? Anna and Jarvis are making me cry, bro. What is this? (laughs) It was something along those lines. I mean, again, this is not a direct quote. I'm just doing this from memory. Yeah. I like when I can tell that As doesn't have work that day because I get a message <laughs> in the middle of the day that's just like very passionate about something, either Agent Carter or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. being like, what the fuck, they're in space or whatever. You know, it's like stuff like yeah. that. It's always, it's always the, the WTF aspect of it is always immediately in the beginning or immediately at the end. It's never, right. but like when I say that, I mean like it's never like WTF and then a follow up. It is always that is the end of the thought, right? Yeah, and then waits for mm-hmm. my response. Yep, right. <laughs> it's just a very I have to know that you're listening. Thought. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like saying stop at the end of a telegram. Right? Yeah, exactly. Beep 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 beep. What the fuck? I think I think I also sent you a, a message at one point that was like, "Dude, what the hell? Why isn't Jarvis telling her?" And you were like, "It's just not the right time." And I was like, ah, "He should mm-hmm. though." I was so mad at him. You had one more thing, I think, asked. I did. Um, and editor Colin, get ready to uh, play the the um, the theme song for for this new bit that I'm inventing right now. Okay. As is Homestuck Corner. Oh okay. no! Um, oh no! And- <laughs> you do this to me on my own podcast? No, hear me out. It is relevant. For once, for once, for once, when I'm talking to you about Homestuck, it is relevant. And almost the the very end of this clip that we're talking about today, uh, Jason Wilkes talks about zero matter in its own dimension as if it is a cancer devouring everything in that universe, which is almost exactly a plot device out of Homestuck. Hmm. Um, Part of the plot of Homestuck is that the main characters are attempting to create a new universe. And this universe is a living, breathing organism. And they accidentally give it cancer and ruin their chances. And I just thought, that's almost exactly the same thing. All right. So the Homestuck universe is the universe on the other side of the rift. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Home, and that's how Homestuck's in the MCU. Thank yeah. you. As will be starting a Time and Scavenger spinoff all about the timeline of Homestuck. Oh, As no, relates- I won't. <laughs> that's a bad podcast to listen to. Is that a little bit like doing a Doctor Who timeline thing where it's like, yeah. that's impossible? Uh-huh. Impossible yeah. or improbable? Not impossible. Improbable Im- is probably a better way of saying that. Because listen. Challenge accepted. Because that's kind of like our show where you have alternate timelines overlapping with one another, but then there is a timeline, but then you're like, well, this is a year, but it's not really a year because it's like in space. So it's like, what year is it? You know, it's a real humdinger of a Let me see if I still have The MCU wiki is not helpful because they play lots of basketball in it. And they're all German. Uh, I don't have this this image. doctor. I don't have this What's image doctor? saved anymore, but Post at some point A-R-Z-T. I had an image that was kind of explaining the uh, the timeline of Homestuck to like the layman. And uh, it, it was like a big squiggle. It was it was just a bunch of uh, they all, all four. It's the timelines of the main four characters and all four of them start off at the same place. And the first two just go straight across the page. The third one uh, goes like this and then cuts off here 
and then picks up on the other end of the page. And then the fourth one just goes There's literally an XKCD everywhere. comic like that. Yeah. Like, uh, it has, like, Timer and Back to the Future and all those. But, yeah, Homestuck. It's a hell of a thing. And that's all I'm going to talk about it. Because sure. I don't like to make people listen to it when they don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants the quickest Avengers, Ense- uh, Avengers Ensemble of all time? Uh, me, 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 me. I do. Avengers Ensemble. All right. Well, we've already done Season 2, Episode 9, A Little Song and Dance. We got that done. Season 2, Episode 10 is Hollywood Ending. Aired on March 1st, 2016. It was written and directed by the people that wrote and directed Season 2, Episode 9. And that's it. So... (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay, good. It was a... The Avengers Ensemble needed to happen because it's a new episode. And there was no new information other than the title and air date. Love it. Love it very, very much. Uh, I have one other thing that I did research on. Uh, Colin, did you have anything that you wanted to add? You've just been adding as we've gone I've just been sort of adding as we go, yeah. Um, I didn't have anything specific, I think. Oh, no, actually, it is. I do have one thing that we didn't comment on. It's just simply one line of dialogue that I really wanted to point out. Which is when they're talking about uh, Carter, when they're all like back at Stark's and they're kind of going back and forth on some stuff. Oh yeah. And Stark is like, I mean, I don't know. You know, when you really think about it, you know, maybe Carter is the problem. Yeah. And like, it is again such like little brother energy because like she's kind of like, oh, you little stinker, you know, like, and everyone's yeah. kind of like, huh? Oh, okay, she finds it funny. Yeah, because okay, Wilkes is funny. like, I threatened your life, and Stark's yeah. like, listen, kind of who hasn't. Yeah, and everyone's like, hey, it's exactly and he's like, That's I'm right. just saying. That's it. He goes, I mean, he doesn't say I'm just saying, but like, it is like the 1940s equivalent of that. Like, kind of like hands up, like, I mean, hey, I mean, am I wrong? Like, you know, listen, yeah. when you think about it, at the end of the day, maybe she's the problem. Hey, like, hey, come on. I'm joking funny. here. Come on. I'm, joking, yeah. <laughs> I'm the joker over here. And Joseph <laughs> like, Manfredi says, where are the drugs going? Oh, this wait, is... never mind. I was the one moving them. Never mind. Continue on. <laughs> no, no. Where are the drugs? Anyway, so, uh, yeah. hey, before we get yeah. out of here, did you have something on Zakola? I did, I did. So when they're loading the, the Gamma uh, core and cannon into the Han 2160, what was it? The the 1941 Han Step Van. Ha, the Han Step Van. Is that S-T-E-P-V-A-N? Yes. Like the, the van that your mom marries after. Yes. <laughs> right. I was about to say the same thing, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone was, thinks that they're the the hot step van. I mean, the the cool step van. Yes, yeah. it's not the step van. It's the van who stepped up. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Who saved who? Um, <laughs> so on That's the wall. Really funny. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> on the wall of the alley, I guess where the SSR is their secret alley. There's an advertisement which makes you think about how secret is that alley. But it is for Za Cola. And I thought, what a wild thing to have an advertisement for, Zakola. I've never heard of it. So I did a Google search on Zakola, and it came up with the MCU wiki as the first thing, because this is an MCU exclusive Damn, Netflix really product. It is only oh on Netflix God. shows. We're going to see it in 1973 and the year 2000 on Daredevil and Jessica Jones, respectively. That's uh, interesting. Like, and that that's all shows... I have, but... Uh, that shows that that's part of okay. So previously, before it got folded back into Marvel Studios, yeah. it was Marvel Entertainment, which was what made the TV shows. Right. So like that's fascinating because like that means that you know we've talked about this before. I think where ABC and Netflix shared something, although right. technically, you know, although it was published by Netflix, ABC is what made Daredevil and all, like it was ABC like studios that like oh, literally that. produced and filmed. Yeah. Um, which is such an interesting thing about like how different companies frequently are actually connected and you don't think about it. It's such yeah. an interesting little, cause like Netflix, anytime they say it's a Netflix original and putting that in quotes, right? Netflix themselves does not. Right. Netflix is a, is a, is a place it's in their a dad's distributor. basement. Yeah. Like it's, it's I mean, a yeah. series of That's, tubes. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much like we hold the servers. So once you're done, just upload it there and then we right. push it out, you know, like that's all it is. And like, it's so interesting, though. So I want to institute a game that I'm going to forget about almost immediately after we finish recording this called Spot That Za. I've given you the Ooh. years. Now I ain't going to lie to you. 
the boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Oh, so just see. Let me know when you see the Zakola. That's that's, oh, yeah. that's 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 the end of the game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Spot that Za. I like it. So or here, when I you... think one of them might be an might be an audio clue. Okay. Or yeah. So anytime you see Za Cola or weed, we get Correct. to play Spot That Za. <laughs> Correct. I'm so happy to be here for the the inaugural bit. <laughs> so shall we head out west? Let's head out west. It jams for thee. It's a podcast. It's on the Scavengers Network. You gotta love it. You gotta love this podcast. Let me tell you a little you bit must. about it. Let me tell you the, <laughs> the Let me tell you the top five reasons why I love Ooh. It Jams for Thee. And here's the countdown. I'm trying to do Casey Kasem right now. Yeah, it's not coming correct. through. Here comes um, Collins. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh. I'm not interrupting. Oh. Um Oh, well thank you. Only James. Um, <laughs> Um, let's listen. My top five reasons for loving it, Jams for Thee Dan, Tay, Sid, Colin, as right there. That's the top five. That's the five hosts on it, Jams for Thee. I should tell you what the podcast is about. Every year we rewatch Space Jam once a year and we talk about how good Space Jam is. Um, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much the whole thing we do extra bits and stuff but it's really it's it's we just talk about how good space jam is every year and we're going into our second year it's coming out on michael jordan's birthday in the month of february this year tune in it's bound to be a good time i like that it sort of sounded like michael jordan's birthday is constantly moving and this year it's I don't know the actual date. Hang on. It's like the 17th, it's the 17th right? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't want to say the wrong date. So tune in <laughs> on February 17th to It Jams for Thee right here on the Scavengers Network. Perfect. Very nice. Oh, Excelsior. <laughs> no, we, have, we haven't done the other thing. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Let's do that. Bit. Maybe I should just leave it at that. That'd be so funny. <laughs>